0: Welcome to the Law of Attraction and Action Podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast you'll hear interviews and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me and happy manifesting. Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and I am your host. And today I'm bringing to you people from all over the world and all walks of life who are here to share with you their journey on how they use the Law of Attraction and how it has made their life miraculous. So thank you so much for joining me, everyone. I am so excited to share my guest today, and her name is, let's get to my little bio here. She's amazing. Her bio's changed, but I'm going to cut it down a little bit. But you will have to check her out, and I know you will. At the end, she'll give some great information how to reach out to her. But her name is Tracy Hazard, and she's with Authority Magazine. She's Authority Magazine, Inc. columnist and host of The Binge Factor, which I was on, which is amazing. It's so good, guys. It really is a Binge Factor show, just saying. She's the co-founder of the largest podcast post-production company in the U.S. as a content product and influence strategist for networks, corporations, marketing agencies, entrepreneurs, publications, speakers, authors, and experts. Tracy influences and casts branded content with $2 billion worth of product innovation around the world. This woman is bad, excuse my language, ass. She's amazing. So Tracy, thank you so- so much for being on my show. Oh, Michelle,
1: it's my pleasure. I, uh, I love your show, right? That's why I interviewed you.
0: And so, you. I, you know, it's an honor to be here. The one thing we said on my show, on your show, we were talking about how it's like listening in. It's just these great conversations. So every conversation that I have is literally just a conversation. And I love to have people share their stuff. And I want people to shine. And you are already the shining star, but you're so humble. I love it. You're like, the fact you're like excited to be on my show makes me feel really special. So thank you, Tracy.
1: (laughs) Well, I love when I can
0: reach people in whatever way it is, right? That's how it works. (laughs) Yes. I love it. And please listen to her stuff. You will get all our information after. But first, Tracy, how did you come into the law of attraction and how has it changed your life?
1: So I don't think that I really realized what that meant until maybe, maybe about six years ago. That I, um, I just didn't understand that that's how I was acting in the world and what I was doing in the world. Um, about six years ago, I sort of entered my, I would call it the entrepreneurial journey. So while I had been an entrepreneur for, at that point, 25 years or so, I didn't know I was an entrepreneur. I thought I was just a business owner. I thought I was just a consultant. I didn't really think of it like an entrepreneur. And then I entered the entrepreneurial community on the funniest thing that happened, right? You know, it's one of those exactly law of attraction moments where I had had a baby a year earlier. Um, we were we had started our podcast. I wasn't getting. I, I thought I wasn't getting good enough listeners. Evidently, I was doing just fine, but I didn't know that. I had no place to compare it to. We had just lost a consulting client because we're doing product design and they, they didn't pay us and it was just a mess. And I was like, now I've got to go get a new client and it takes sometimes six months to scale them up and everything. And I was like, we need a whole new method of like lead generation and doing this. And I said, I just have to do something completely different. So I went on my computer, went on meetup and said, what are local business owner meetings? Like, and this entrepreneurial meeting showed up on my calendar and it was the next night at, at, um, I live in Irvine, California, so at UCI at the, at the university. And so I was like, okay, that sounds cool. I'll just show up there. And I go, I get dressed, you know, nicely because normally I worked in my home office. So I was like, you know, jeans and a t-shirt. And so I, I put on, I actually put on a dress and I leave the house and I go to this meeting that evening. And I, as I get into the parking lot, I get a text from my husband that the baby threw up. And I was like on the door, I had, had my hand on the door and I'm thinking, do I go into the meeting or do I go back home and help with the baby? And I was like, there's throw up <laughs> you know it's like he can contain, it'll be cleaned up <laughs> he's a dad, he can handle this, and he is he's a great dad, so I was like, he can handle this i'll go into the meeting i 'll do twenty minutes because I 'm here, and i 'm dressed up, and if it 's terrible i 'll leave, and if it's mm-hmm. great, you know by the time I get home, the throw up will be gone, and I 'll have a great story, right? And so uh-huh. this is what I was thinking to myself, so I go inside and I, uh, they, they did sort of a networking thing at the event. And I said, and they said, tell us what you need next. What are you looking for? And I didn't know what to say. I had never, no one had ever in any part of my career ever asked me what I needed. That was my role. And so uh-huh. it took me by surprise. And I, and I said, I need readers for my blogs and listeners for my podcast. Cause that was the only thing that popped into my head. And somebody said, oh, I have something for you, I have a referral for you, and it sent me on this journey of being a part of the entrepreneurial community, and actually, I didn't just become a part of it, I became a teacher in it, and a mentor in it, and like, it just cascaded into all of this, but that was that source force thing, where it just cascaded me into the world, and of course, then you find out about, you
0: know, the law of attraction, the secret, like all of those things that I didn't know about. Well, and it's just no accident. People need to understand there's really no accident. You follow the breadcrumb. And one thing I can tell about you, Tracy, you are absolutely a go-getter. If there's an opportunity, you're, you're a yes person. Would you agree with this? I'm an action <laughs> taker. A, absolutely. You would not know. You, of course, you would know with your bio that you are an absolute action taker. But that's the thing I'm, I'm, I love about the name of my podcast, Law of Attraction Action. What um, there's recently, and I, I wish I could find it. If someone hears me and they just email me, or if you know this, there's another secret movie and it's not by Rhonda Byrne, it's by someone else. And, and it's also a documentary and like John Ashraf's in it. And again, I found it once on Facebook. I can't find it since, but <laughs> it's recently out. So if you're hearing me, you know, it, please email me um, or send me a message or whatever. But what I, on that, they said the law of attraction, the secret didn't work for a lot of people because they were missing the one component. And that component is action. Is action. So yeah. what? What I seen with you, you're a massive action taker. But it also is like that. Um, in, was it like an intuitive hit? Like I really should go to that. I don't know why, but I should go to that. Yeah. And you know, have you found yourself trusting that more? So I'm a very intuitive person,
1: but mm-hmm. we had, you know, just like everyone, we had uh, we had a massive setback in 2009 for us. And most people it was 2008 for us. It was a little later. And my husband lost his job one week before my other baby was being born. Oh, and my so, yeah, so we got, I thought I was having this miracle baby because my, my other one's 14 years older than that. So like, I thought I was having this final miracle baby that we have been waiting for, for a long time. I'm one week away from delivery and he gets, and he loses his job. And so we are like back to square one. We literally I'm in the delivery room and we're uh, we're closing a a job for us to do a consulting on a project. So we just tapped our network and just did what we do. And that was, you know, so I'm on the table and, and closing a job that I have to deliver in the next week when and I'm, you know, laid up and, and home. And so oh the gosh. two of us, of course, my husband and I, so it's not me alone, but we are always partners. So we work together. So I was like, the two of us are going to have to figure out a way to deliver this job. Um, but we needed the work, right? So that's how we ended up in business again. Like we had, he had gone back and he'd worked for someone else, but we ended up in business again. So, but because of that sort of, uh, harsh reality of it and this need to take care of your family, and this is something that may happen to a lot of people today. That's why I'm mentioning it is I contracted in and said, I can't trust my instincts. I'm not going to trust my intuitive sense, but at the same time, I'm a designer So I have to design products and it is an intuitive process. So I was allowing it on one side of my life, but I wasn't allowing it on the other side. And what happened was my business wasn't growing. I mean, we were surviving, but we weren't growing. And Uh so it really wasn't until I took that step out to say, I've got to trust my intuitiveness again Uh and start letting that happen in my world that things started moving and opening up for me again.
0: And I love that you so, had that contrast. You had that bit where, okay, I can do it this one way where I'm not going to trust my intuition and, and I'm going to do it the ego way. But then after a while, you're like, okay, that doesn't work. Let's, let's actually come back to intuition. So what happened when you started trusting your intuition more? So, you know, our, our business started taking
1: off. Our products were taking off. Like everything was really going really well. And, um, and I, I got asked to write an ink column, like, you know, just all these things started cascading. We started our podcast because we thought that sounds like a cool idea. Like, and we just would start taking action and doing the things that seemed like um, they might have a path to success without saying, I need a definitive Yes, no, this works, definitive measurement model. I need to know exactly how it works. Like that's also something we didn't never work with in because we're product designers, we're always inventing something new. There never mm-hmm. is a how path. There's always a possibility that it won't work out, right? Or there's there's or it'll have to reveal itself along the way. That's part of the designer in me that has been, you know, doing that for for almost 30 years. So I understand that that's okay to live in that where most people don't. That's an uncomfortable place for a lot of people.
0: And that's what stops people because they're waiting for that big yes. They're waiting for that definite yes, this will work. But that is not how life works. And that's what stops most people. I've actually talked many times how perfectionism is the killer to all success. Because if you try to be perfect, that's why I think my podcast has been successful. Like you and I talked on your show because I just did it. I just went for it, and I pushed for it. I didn't care if I didn't know how to do it perfect. It did not matter. I just did it, and that's something I pride myself in is I'm such a big action taker, but you're like times 10 to me, and I'm so <laughs> inspired by you, but I also love the passion and also the hunger, right? Like you said, you're, you, you were, your husband lost his job, and then you guys – there was something within, there's something, and this is good. I actually just came to me right now, Tracy, that in this time with the, with a with the COVID-19 is everybody is in that struggle. Maybe that hunger, they've lost their businesses. They've lost their jobs. They they're like, Holy crap, what am I going to do? And I, I want you to hear this all. I want you to hear what Tracy did on the delivery table. Okay. Yeah. Trying to get this, this job going and, it's paid off. So I'm not saying that people should, you know, I'm all about like following your joy and getting high vibration and get into alignment. But there's also a sense of like having that courage to just go, even though you don't know where it's going to go, but you just have to have the courage and you have that. Do you have to tap into something deep
1: within you to say, this feels right. When it doesn't feel right, trust that too. And so I actually, one of my very first articles that I ever wrote for Inc. Magazine was an interview I did with John Asaroff, because you mentioned his name earlier. No and Oh, you know so yeah, many people. I, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so it, he was, it, it was such an interesting interview. So I'll just tell you about it, because he's a really interesting yeah. person. But he, he had all these post-it notes that he must have pinned up, like stuck up to his computer in front of the camera. Like, so it was in his face, right? Like, and he can see it of these ideas Uh he wanted to talk about. And he just Uh must've like randomly jot them down because I mean, they didn't, I I didn't prep him with questions or anything, tell him what we were going to talk about. So he couldn't have prepared, but it was his thoughts that he wanted to express. And so he had Uh all these post-its out there. And so finally at the end, I ask him this question um, and I say to him, you know, I, I believe that I have a very deep seated intuition. And, um, I, I think I've honed it really well in my design business and I maybe haven't honed it as well in my personal life as I should. Um, but I, I keep feeling like maybe I'm missing something because I can't clear my mind and like, I I don't do that meditation, empty mind thing. And he Mm -hmm. said, well, how do you hear your intuition? And I said, well, my brain's really noisy, but if something rises up loud enough that I know that's it and he said uh-huh. then you don't have to do anything different that's uh-huh. your process you uh-huh. just have to wait for that sound that's above the above the fray and do something about it
0: Nice. And I love that he said that, and that you're sharing this because it is very individual. We all have our, what is the intuition? People say, how do I know to follow inspired action when I don't know when I'm inspired? And it's different for everybody. For me, I get really excited. (laughs) Like I'm (laughs) jumping outside of my skin. I heard Wayne Dyer say that once. And when you're jumping outside of your skin with excitement, then you know you're onto something or something that you just cannot wait to share with people, but you need to take action. Take action action right away. Um, Another favorite book of mine is Mel Robbins, the five second rule. Like absolutely people know within five seconds, we lose our inspiration. Our ego starts chiming in. We'll start to question things. We'll start to get out our pros and cons list. That's right. I'm all about like, I will do it. And then later I'm like, Oh, so what did I commit to? (laughs) <laughs> that's right. Well, so what do I commit to? But you know, this is a thing that it's, you're so right about that. I mean,
1: there's been scientific studies saying that we won't make a better decision than we make within the first five seconds. Then yeah. we, you know, it, then if we analyzed everything and studied it for a month or a week or whatever that is, we won't make a different decision um, that's better. Like we will make a different decision based on those inputs, but our best option, our our highest opportunity for success, if it is, is the gut reaction that we'd have within our, within our five seconds, because deep inside, we know what's right for ourselves. We just don't listen to it enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. We need to listen to our intuition, but again, taking that action is a big thing. So speaking of action. I know the opposite of it. I just want
1: to mention Uh, that, that sometimes my, my, my my yeses are in my head. Like I will hear that this is the right thing. We should jump at this, we should try it. It'll recur again and again. And that is really an in in my head space. I'll wake up with that as a thought in my head. But Uh my, um, I shouldn't do this, it's in my body. Like I feel, I can feel tension and stress, like someone's not resonating with me. It just doesn't feel right. And I will procrastinate and I'm not a procrastinator, as you can probably tell, but I will procrastinate on responding to them or doing something. And that is a sign that I'm my, I'm reluctant that I don't know that I want to get in a relationship with someone or sign this deal or do this thing. And that is my cue. It's, it's really, it's a, it's a, uh, I'm a stalling that is going on
0: and I am purposefully doing that without realizing it. And do you listen to that? Or have you had enough situations where you didn't listen to it? You're like, okay, I guess now I should really listen to my body. (laughs)
1: Well, so I had a situation where um, we were going to enter in a contract with someone and something didn't feel right about the contract. So I struck a couple of of paragraphs out of it and they thought I was kind of crazy because they were like, this is part of the benefit. Why don't you want it? And I struck the paragraphs. Turns out five years later that they got, uh, that the company completely went belly up. They got a uh, fine by, you know, uh, are in government trouble right now and like all kinds of things. But I'm not because I struck the paragraphs wow that's amazing yeah I love so it. you have to you do have to listen to that and i do i i i when i see that i'm doing that and i can feel the pattern happening i'm like why and that's what so sometimes i will override it because i was like i want the experience of learning something oh but i'm okay. going into yeah. it with my eyes open that this is probably a mistake but i want to learn why it's a mistake so i at least have that and analysis will kick in for me at some
0: point yeah Awesome. You know, Tracy. I also want to say you know a lot of amazing people and a lot of amazing people in the law of attraction world. We were talking before. I said I love Lisa Nichols. You're like, oh, I know Lisa Nichols. <laughs> yeah. Have you interviewed her before? I haven't gotten
1: her on my show, and I need to. That's one of yeah. the ones. That she's on my list of like people I've got to follow up with and get them on. But I'm recording so far out right now that I was like, oh, I, I need to do it when I know I have time, yeah, um, and can do it short term and squeeze her in. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people like that. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things when you speak on a lot of stages you just come in contact with so many wonderful people and I just you know it's kind of nice to like my favorite thing to do is to hang out after an event and you know whether it's you know in the bar having a drink or you know wherever it is backstage somewhere but hanging out and just hearing what they're working on and what they're doing. Did you ever expect yourself to be in this place? You know I I didn't it wasn't you know I don't think it was in my grand plan of like, this is what my life is going to look like, but it felt exactly right. Every time I made the choice, I, I would never, I'm never afraid to speak on a stage. It doesn't, I don't have stage fright. I'm never afraid to turn on the microphone. Right. Like these things yeah. all feel right for me. And they always, it was like, why, why didn't you do this sooner?
0: Yeah. So you do it because you love it.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite things is that I know that I don't have to look at my stats. For instance, I don't have to look at the number of listens or the viewers or any of those. I know that there's a person out there that listens to this and and got touched. And that's all that matters to me is that I get on this mic and get on a stage and that one person takes some kind of action from it. I'm,
0: I'm in a good place. And you know what I love about you, Tracy, you really are about other people you want people to shine. I saw that when you interviewed me on your show, but also when I listened to your show, like all the wonderful guests you've had on your show and you just have this sense of like, you're just really genuinely interested in people. And I think that's such a great quality to have that. And I'm so um, proud of you and of your Thank success, because I, it also shows me and shows everyone listening how so many things that I bring up all the time on my show, but it's, you know, being that place of joy, because you love what you do. Just do it because you love it. Um, be imperfect about it and take action and Oh, follow your intuition. Maybe there's four. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, No, I totally agree with those, you know, for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, this is exactly where, you know, this is a design process that I really, I learned in school. Right. And I followed and I, it is the way that we go, but the design process is always thinking about those deeper questions within. Right. So like, does this have to be like this? And, and why can't the world be different, right? Like we're thinking about redesigning things or in, innovating and inventing. So it's always the first question is, is why isn't that possible? Mm -hmm. And that's it. When you live in that world, you're already in a place of possibility. Like there's, there's not all those gates. There's not all that negativity. It just doesn't exist in the world of what I chose to do as a living initially. Right. So now I hardly design anymore, but it's still the same thing to me, whether I'm strategizing and designing a podcast show with a client, it's still design and it's processing to me. Uh And, but it's living in the world of possibility. What does this look like? What does this feel like? Why can't it happen? right why isn't it possible and so you know thinking about all of those things that that's just already sets you in that place like you talk it it's joy it is joyful to me to be in a a creation I mean that's my personal feeling is that that's why I'm here on this earth because I'm really good at that
0: yeah
1: and so if I'm constantly creating I can't create everything and do it all myself sometimes my ideas are not mine Then my ideas are meant to be given away for because they're really yours I'm just I'm just receiving it, you know? And so, so that's it. But then from there, you have to take action steps. Yes. It doesn't just happen. And that's what most people uh, don't understand how to do. They don't understand how to take that action or what path to take And, and you'll take it wrong hundreds of times. But over time, that's what I, we found because you know, you, you have like the 10,000 hour rule, right? You do it again and again, and it becomes instinct. It becomes you know just muscle memory and you just can do yeah. these things. That's the way the process is for me. And for us, I almost can't even tell you what it is. It takes a lot of effort for me to analyze it, do it and build a system and a team to be able to execute what I was doing on my own. But you have to do that as well, if you want to scale and grow. So you do all that. But then the last part, and that's what I think is key. And if you like, I, I, I like the science of getting rich. Um, well, uh, Wallace Waddles, right? I love the, the section on value. Because at the end of the day, if there isn't true value, you have to have an exchange. It's commerce in the world, right? There's an exchange of energy. There's an exchange of money. There's an exchange in that process. But if you're not delivering extremely high value in the world, it doesn't come back to you. They don't find you. They don't, um, I mean... We, we built our entire business, we have over 325 cl- uh, podcast clients, and the entire business is built on over 90% of them being coming to us because other partners that we work with, um, other podcasters, our clients refer people to us every single day. We don't wow. have a marketing process, we don't have a sales process, we don't have a funnel it's a referral basis. And then the other 10% probably come because they saw me on a stage, saw me speak somewhere and they reach out to us anyway. So it's still a, an outreach and a service part that right. drives back the right.
0: value. Right. But when you're doing something you're in joy with, I think you automatically put out into the universe, into the world that like, I, I, this is my passion. This is what I love. And people are drawn to that. Like, like, you know, flies to a light. Like they want to be near you because you're, you love what you do. And it's obviously apparent you love what you do. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and this
1: is the thing is also, it doesn't come from a place of ego that right. I am, I'm the podcast queen and the expert in something. That is not what it is. In fact, I'm always learning. I'm always taking information. That's why I interview you because you've got good information. I want to take that around and turn it and, and share it with my clients. And I want to share it with the community. So being coming from that place of genuine uh, love for everybody else too and want them to succeed. That, com- that, that makes it even easier to be joyful about what you do because it really isn't within.
0: Yeah. And one thing I want to point out, because uh, I'm not sure at the end when we p- p- post this, because we're right now we're recording and everybody is in quarantine and in their homes. And maybe by the time this comes out, we'll be out. But everybody's restarting their life. A lot of people are restarting their life. What advice would you give to people who are just starting like something new? So restarting and
1: pivoting are two different things. And so what I, what I urge you to do is to, to not react uh, negatively emotionally, right? Remember that, that feelings in your body, there are things in your life that are working, that were working before that will work again. They may be on temporary hiatus. We don't want to throw everything out saying, hey, this is not going to get better. And we also want to remember there's a lot of good things that we put into action before That we just have to give it the right time so we we i find so many people think a restart means like take everything out throw it all in the trash and start again and i urge you instead to go and find two percent of things you can change just switch two percent a week you're going to pivot yourself but the trajectory is going to change tremendously go back and look at the things that were working. And I I, I made this analogy earlier on a mentorship call. I was saying like, we all go out there and we massively hoard and buy like toilet paper and, and water and all the things that we're so afraid will be gone tomorrow. But we do forget to look in our pantry. What do we already have that is that could be used that we could we could you know generate business from? What do we have in our repertoire of things that could be working for us now? Let's not just say we have to adopt something new. So much of reinvention and invention in my life and innovation, the true innovations, and I have patents on the wall. You can't see them, but they're like above my head here. They're all over the place, and they came. Many of them, the most successful ones, weren't from innovating something where everything was 100% reinvented. It was a small shift in something, but that something was so valuably different. Mm. It made the difference in the world. It made the difference in the outcome, the difference in the sales for my clients, right? So that can be the case for you too. really take a good look and sit on that and feel what did I love before? Because
0: it will come back again because that's not going to go away. Yes, yes. I got goosebumps when you said that. Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> we all need to hear that. Thank you so much. Well, Tracy, how can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about what all that you do and what's the best way to get in touch with you? So thebingefactor.com is the podcast. Um, so that's the great way to check it out and
1: listen to it. And you'll be able to find all about me and stuff from there. If you want to reach out to me on social media, I'm a LinkedIn girl. It's where I, where I do answer my own messages. Um, I, While well, I do the others, you might
0: not hear from me for a week or two if you message me in Facebook but you'll totally hear from me on a daily basis on LinkedIn. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. This is such great advice, something we all need to hear. And I'm so glad there's people like you in this world who not only are so successful in all that you do, but you're genuinely loving it. And I can tell that you care about all of us. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Michelle. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. And if you have a story you want to share in my podcast, I would love to hear from you. Just go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And I hope you're all having a wonderful day. I love you all so much and happy manifesting. Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.